And welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host. And on the street, they call me Tenant Michael. And I'm so excited to be here once again for another fun episode of this podcast. Wow, Mike, um, is this the influence of your new girlfriend? On the street, they call you Tenant Michael. I've <laughs> never heard you talk like this before. On the mean streets of downtown Toronto. Yes, I suppose that my girlfriend's sort of um, rough lifestyle has rubbed off on me. And uh, I am feeling a little, a little bit more edgier and a little tougher and a little more uh, you know, risky these days. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see if the podcast audience thinks this new persona suits you yeah, or sees right through it and finds it very inauthentic and awkward. Only time will tell, but I must say that I, I it would be funny if we sort of did just reverse roles on this show because you have since the beginning basically been a bit of a, a more domineering force in our partnership. Yes, the... The alpha male of the pod. Let's let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, and it'd be so funny if I just used like like in judo. If I used your weight against you, then I be, I became victorious and I won and I ha- had everything and you were uh, the you know down mm. in the gutter. It'd just be fun. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Don't see it happening um, mm. for a lot of reasons, but it would be interesting. You know, it's kind of a fiction. If any of our listeners out there want to write a fan fiction about it, you know, oh. I could see that. Oh, I'd But love yeah, to. in the real world, that's not how things work. Yeah. Um, anyway. Interesting idea, Mike. Yeah. I mean, I'm full of ideas. This is exciting. You're full of a uh, lot of stuff. Yeah. You're full of a lot of stuff. Full of beans. Shit. And full of... <laughs> well, full of but, um... It's great to be back here, listeners, with you. We are still sheltering in place for, I believe, this is our eighth episode in a row, James, that we're... How much longer is dear leader Trudeau going to insist uh, we <laughs> we are inside? Yeah, I think it's been... I think yeah. it's our eighth quarantined episode. Yeah. He... And uh, we're taking it seriously, folks. We're, we're, we're yeah. sheltering in place. Um, we're in the same apartment. I'm crashing at Mike's, but, but, you know, we're not stopping there. As if you know, if you've been listening, Mike's in the bathroom. He's spending the entire quarantine in there, and I'm in the rest of the apartment, the living room, the kitchen, and the mm-hmm. in the bedroom, and the little balcony, um, and occasional trips outside. But, you know, we're taking it seriously here. Yeah. If anyone needs me, uh, here's here, from until, um, until you hear otherwise, if anyone needs me, check the toilet. That's what I'm <laughs> telling people. Check the toilet. James, I, um, I just want to, for the sake of the listeners, point out that, um, yes... The audio quality is a little bit different from your end this week, isn't it? I apologize. I hate letting the listeners down. This is just a one-week blip. I apologize on that. Um, My fancy new microphone I bought um, had a bit of an issue this week, but it will be back to normal next week. So I'm sorry about the the poor quality on my end. It sounds like Um, you're reaching us from, you know, the Apollo 11 uh, uh, rocket. The audio quality is so bad. But interesting well what, what um, happened to your, i apologize on yeah what happened to your new microphone uh well 
um, it's kind of it's it's drying out to put it bluntly. The drying new microphone out. got a bit wet. Mm. Um, How? Well, let's just say something or someone squirted on it uh, the other night, Ugh. and it's drying out. I'm not going to say anything more than that. I'm not going to give any more details than that, other than to say it got squirted on. Uh, maybe by something or someone. So, uh, yeah, it's drying out at the moment. So I'm using uh, the old, the old fashioned uh, earphones the way, uh, the way uh, we used to in the old days. So yeah, it reminds me of the old traditions, the old ways. Oh, that's disgusting. Mm. I, I wish I hadn't asked. And uh... well, at least though, Mike, your um, beloved uh, sense of humor and mm-hmm. comfortableness with yourself uh, is crystal clear as always. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. I'll put a little extra. I'll give you an extra Killer, tip. your jokes that have people in stitches will be mm-hmm. crystal clear. Crystal clear. Like I'm right beside you whispering in your ear. Ugh. Ah, so, James, these Nobody are tough times, that. but, um, you know, people have put, to keep tweet, going. Tweet us how, how you feel about that, folks. Oh. Do you want um, Tenant Mike to whisper in your ear? Have you ever wanted that? Let us know. At LT Podmas. Now, this is... This is exciting. I can't wait to read all those messages. Hey, you know, we should mention, too, that not only are we on Twitter at LT Podmas, we also just got an Instagram. Insta. We're Grammars. We're Kelsey Grammars. Also at LT Podmas. Mm-hmm. Now our, our... And we're doing Instagram stories. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're working up... Um, you can't do nudity on Instagram, apparently, but we're going to try to find a way to get some sexy content up there. Yeah. Now, Mike, should landlord ten- tenant get an OnlyFans? Now that is the one zillion dollar question. Um, you know, if there's enough money, if there's enough interest, I guess I could put aside my, you know, uh, principles and you know, uh, get in the buff for some to make some money. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'd have to to feel this one out from listeners. Um, would yeah, if um. Let us know at LT Podmas on Twitter if you want us to start up an OnlyFans account. I, I mean, hey, I'm for it. All right. Would we appear together in the pictures, or would they be uh, solo? <laughs> is the question. Yeah, that's definitely a no. Definitely solo. Right. So maybe there'd be a sexy picture of Mike. I don't know. Maybe Mike mm-hmm. with his with a dress shirt on and no pants, mm-hmm. and no underwear. Oh, very sexy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I don't know. I mean, I already have like a, many albums of body shots of me. Um, for various competitions and uh, right. uh, various other sites that I am, uh, you know, post pictures on that uh, we won't get into. So I actually already have loads of pictures I could upload of me. Right. So just basically, me. I can see some fun ones of you, Mike. Yeah, like like big oversized dress shirt, mm-hmm. no pants or underwear, and socks, high socks up to your knees. The, I guess the the one thing is because I am um, sheltering in place in the bathroom, all of my boudoir pictures would have mm. a toilet in frame and i don't know if that if there are any rules that breaks on OnlyFans, but that's just the reality that i'm dealing with here james i don't know if you've you've been feeling sort of uh caged in or or depressed but life is is tough at the moment and uh really even so we have to keep going we have to to you know muddle through somehow and i want to ask you the past seven days how have you been how's your week been what you been up to well, um, it's been not bad, uh, other than the microphone issue. It's been pretty fun. I, um, I've actually been uh, doing some business, believe it or not. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I've been uh, putting some money together, uh, getting my financials in order, making some money liquid, because I am considering putting in a bid for Air Canada. Oh, the the, the huge national uh, airline here. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, buy low, sell high kind of thing, and uh, I think it could be had at a pretty good price right it's, now. It is so, struggling, um, from what I understand. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah, so so my thinking is, maybe I slip a bid in, get it while it's low, mm. um, and I have, an, I have an idea. If I was able to get Air Canada, if I was able to win this bid, I have an idea for a complete and utter complete rebrand. Oh, really? Interesting. What, what, what would you do with it? Um, well, my thinking is... There is not, in this world that I know of, a completely adults-only airline. Can you think of any? Not off the top of my head. Is Lufthansa an adults-only, or is that... No, no, it's no, just no, German. No, no, right. no. Just okay. German. Just German. Uh, no, so my idea for this airline would be uh, rebrand, adults-only. I would call it... Get this name, Mike. Okay. Here's, here's a name I'm workshopping. Sophistication Air. Sophistication Air. Adults-only. Okay, so you're... Yeah, so you know it's no bullshit, no kids, no running around, yeah. sophistication air. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking when you get on the plane, there's gambling. <laughs> you know, there's roulette wheels everywhere. There's fine dining. Okay. And in the back, full body rub massages. Right. On your flight, you know, your flight from wherever, Buffalo to Cleveland, you get a full body rub massage in the back. Um, oh, you can have sex with the pilot for a price. Oh, really? Yeah, well, this is my pitch. Uh, obviously all the interiors, uh, interiors are wipeable, of course. And, um, the basic sort of like, uh, slogan or tagline is, is basically, it's like Epstein's plane, but not weird. So that's my, that's my idea. Sophistication air. I mean, everything you've said there is to some degree, I, I guess, sophisticated. Um, do you think that in Canada, I mean, Canada is not a very big country population wise, uh, do you think that we have enough people who are interested in a adults only airline to keep it afloat or to keep it in the um, air? <laughs> absolutely. I mean, the, 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 uh, sex club community in Toronto alone. Um, I mean, I, I don't know the numbers exactly, but I'd be willing to guess there's a million people there. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, if all those people want to fly, like, Mike, you have to think about it. Uh, like, you, you, we, we can't think of you here. I mean, you, you, you would never take sophistication air. You could never afford to take sophistication well, air. Well, that's true. Okay. But if we're talking about the high earners, the major sex havers in Canada, mm-hmm. these are people who are going to be willing to pay, you know, two or $3,000 for a flight from Toronto to Winnipeg. And they could, they could see that pilot and go, I like the look of him and put down 500 bucks and make, you know, the, the, make love to that pilot. Right. So, you know, we're not talking about you here. It doesn't really matter to me if you don't like the idea. Mm. What matters to me is if the high earners out there and the, the sex havers of which we have many listeners that they like the idea. Okay. Now, here's a question. Are, do you have a logo in mind for a sophisticated air? I'm bouncing a few around. Okay. Um, you know, I had one idea of uh, of sort of a stick figure of a of a pilot and a stick figure of um of a well, what are you? You're not supposed to call them stewardess. A flight attendant. What do you call them? Flight yeah. attendant. And they're sixty nine. Okay. So that's why I mean I, I thought of that in the shower today. I mean that's maybe dumb. Um, but you know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe a diamond with with an S in it. I like and then, that. Like, if you look really close at the diamond. 
it looks like they're sparkles, but they're actually little stick figures 69 <laughs> Okay. So I have a few ideas like that. Sophisticated, I guess. Right. Well, good luck. Uh, like I said, I, I, and 69, if I, oh, I'm sorry, you don't think sixty nineing is sophisticated? What do you think? Well, is? no, I, I I guess it is because it Lobster comes from dinner. Well, no, we got it from Europe, so obviously it is sophisticated. Um, it's mm-hmm. just uh, it's interesting to think of people doing that in the air, especially if they're controlling the plane. <clears throat> good luck with that. Good luck to you. How uh, how was your week, Mike? Well, it was pretty good. Um, as you and frequent listeners will know, I am um, newly in a relationship with a person that I can I can see myself being with her for the rest of my life. I uh, never thought I'd say it. you don't need to say that. By the way, you don't. You always do this. You don't need to immediately go. I could see myself marrying this person. You could just date for a while and see how it well, goes. Sure you can, but I'm just saying I I am deeply in love and I can see myself with this person for the rest Ugh. of my life and and the I don't even feel like I need to ever talk to or see anyone else again. That's how deeply uh happy I am right now. And- in, Mike, in the words of uh, you know, you you got no chill. You got to learn to have chill well, I don't here. need chill cuz Canada's cold Play enough, cool. so I'd actually rather be uh, warm in this climate. Ugh. But uh, long story short, I met this woman who was a prisoner at the women's prison where I was working as a part-time security guard. There was a prison break. Uh, I was laid off. Uh, I was trying, you know, uh, not laid off, but I was working from home, rather. Mm -hmm. COVID. Yes, because of COVID. So I was working from home. There was a prison break because there was no supervision there. And uh, she wanted to kill me at first, but then uh, the love, the mm-hmm. hate turned to love. Long story short, this week, me and the love of my life, we went to the ultimate lover's destination. That's right, James. I'm talking about Paris, France. Oh, is that your accent? Wow. It's French. Yes, Paris, um, France. Famous city of lovers, city well, of light, have- city of... You're going to have to explain this to me because I'm pretty sure you've been in the bathroom for eight weeks straight. So I don't don't think you went to Paris, well, France. I did. And I took my honey to Paris this week for a romantic date virtually. We did it all from mm. the comfort of our PCs. Because you, can, uh, you can't leave your homes these days. You can't travel for certain. Uh, so we, we did a virtual visit to Paris for a... Romantic couples night out. Uh, we took a tour of the Louvre. We saw all that art. You know, it's got uh, the Mona Lisa. Virtually, virtual yeah. Art. Yeah. Uh, we saw mm-hmm. the Mona Lisa on my computer screen. Can you imagine explaining that to your ancestors? Uh, have you ever seen the Mona Lisa? Yes, I have. It was on my computer screen. They'd look at you as if you were, you were crazy. Um, we took a walk beside the Seine, the river. There in the middle of uh, Paris, which is so romantic. Um, and then she actually hmm. surprised me on our date. Really? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't really keeping in the theme of visiting Paris, but she, uh, she arranged for us to play. Uh, are you familiar with the video game Left 4 Dead 2? Yes, actually. It's uh, very, very violent. I think you're sort of co-op game where you're murdering yeah, zombies. it's basically a survivalist game, and uh, you have to mur- it's like a zombie apocalypse. You have to defend yourself, murder zombies, hit them with shovels and stuff, and stay alive. Very, very violent. Very macabre. And um, yeah, she arranged for us to play Left 4 Dead 2 for a few hours after our virtual trip to Paris. Hmm. 
Now, did you like that, Mike? Because the the Paris uh, part of your date reads to me as very Michael. Yeah. The playing Left for Dead Two doesn't really read as Mike Balazzo to me. Um, I yeah, I wasn't really a fan of uh, the game Left for Dead Two. I was I was happier to be perfectly honest, uh, taking a virtual tour of the Louvre and seeing all that wonderful mm-hmm. art. Um, you know, from Europe and from Africa and from Asia and all around the world, that spoke to me more than you know bashing a zombie's uh, head in with a chainsaw or whatever. Um, so yeah. Anyway, hmm. that's how the date ended. Maybe that's a sign, Mike, that you and uh, Busy Bitch, which is your girlfriend's name, by the way, I'm not yeah. being rude, but that you and Busy, Busy B aren't a great match in some ways. Like, I don't mean to be a downer here. I'm glad you have a kind of a virtual Thank girlfriend you, sir, very much but you know if you want to but you know if you if you're the type of guy who wants to go to the museum and she's the type of lady who wants to play a violent video yeah. game you know i don't i'm just wondering if maybe you know i don't know if you're if you are a match maybe well i don't know sometimes opposites attract but i will admit that she hated the virtual tour of the louvre we <laughs> took and she hated walking okay beside the river and kept, you know, swearing and complaining the entire time. Mm. So, yeah. We might have to have the talk, mm. you know? Anyway, um, those were some fun stories we had. Um, <laughs> listeners, if you like the show and you want to keep us alive during this uh, these unprecedented times, please mosey on down to the website Patreon and go to patreon.com slash landlordtenant. And what you want to do there is you want to stick your hands into your pocket, you want to pull out your wallet, you want to fish out your credit card or debit card, and you want to donate it to us. Thank you very much if you've done that, and if you can't, thank you for listening! The show is free to all, but we like you especially a lot more if you pay us some. That's true. And... We're doing uh, bonus content. Way more yes. now than we were, now that we're <laughs> They're on the way. Just get sit tight. They're on the way. We have a bunch. There are so many. Here's the problem. There are so many bonus episodes that we've recorded that they've jammed up the, the pipe. And we got to sort of find some Drano, mm. some like uh, virtual Drano to get them all out. Yeah. Virtual Drano. Okay. Uh, shall we do a segment, Michael? We might as well. There's nothing. There's no reason not to, is what I always say. So, um... This week we wanted to talk about something that has been happening lately. It's been getting a lot of press. You know, um, a lot of live sporting events, entertainment, music events, they've all been canceled because of this pandemic. And one of our favorite shows, Saturday Night Live, also um, fell prey to... Your favorite shows. I don't like it, but you love it. My favorite show, Saturday Night Live, fell prey to COVID-19. and had to stop doing live broadcast in front of a, a studio audience because it's too dangerous to have everyone together. But the cast and crew put their brains together and they said, we're not going to let this defeat us. And they've been doing a series of uh, shows called SNL at Home where the cast, uh, they all perform comedy sketches uh, from home, like the name implies, via Zoom. Okay. So we thought it'd be fun to do a, ska- a segment called here are some SNL at home skits we'd love to see. 
Very, very nice. Uh, why don't you go first, Mike? Sure. So, um, SNL at home, it's a great idea. It's keeping the, the comedy fires burning during this sad time, a dark time for many of us. And, um, you know, SNL is all about nostalgia for me. And it, I personally love to see in an upcoming episode of SNL at home a visit from, yes, the Blues Brothers. I'd love to see the Blues Brothers visit us via Zoom. Of course, I'm talking about Dan Aykroyd, Jim Belushi, John Goodman, um, and even the kid from Blues Brothers 2000. Remember that? There was a a 10-year-old boy who was called Buster Blues. I do. Who joined the Blues Brothers uh, in Blues Brothers 2000 from 1998. And I was thinking well, if the Blues no. Brothers come on to SNL at home, they could do some funny uh, updates to classic R&B songs. Like they could, uh, instead of singing Mustang Sally, they could sing uh, COVID Sally, right? Or instead of uh, yeah. I'm a soul man, it can be uh, I'm a socially distancing man. And then it could end with them paying tribute to the late John Belushi, who passed away years ago at the Chateau Marmont. Wow, very funny parodies there, Mike. Thank you. I feel like that could have been a CBC comedy article, uh, those those parodies. Maybe one day. Also, imagine if you were a 10-year-old child actor... And you you audition, then you get cast. You know the dream, every child's dream job. You get cast in Blues Brothers 2000. Then suddenly, you're working with these big, uh, handsome men. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's not a great way to pitch it to the kid or his parents, but yeah, yeah. Hey, good news! You're going to be working with these big, handsome men. These big, handsome men. Here's uh, my first. Uh, my first idea for a fun Saturday Night Live sketch. Okay. okay. Uh, my pitch is, uh, so if I could go into the writer's room, this is what I'd pitch. Mm-hmm. Hans and Franz, classic characters. Okay. We get Hans and Franz in there, and they're, and Hans is going to teach Franz how to wash his hands properly because of COVID-19, the disease going on. Right. So, you know, Hans is going, you've got to put your hands in the sink or whatever. And and Franz is like, okay, like this. And then Hans is sort of rubbing his hands with soap, rubbing Franz's hands with soap. <laughs> and then, you know, Hans is so strong. Yeah. He rips Franz's two hands off. Oh, my God. He's trying to wash them. Blood spraying everywhere. And the bones are popping out of uh, Franz's arms. Like, uh, and they just scream. And there's blood everywhere. And that's the sketch. Right. Well, that's good. I mean, I guess they'd have to bring uh, Kevin Nealon and uh, Dana Carvey back for that. But, uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, why not? Why not? Give the people what they want. Absolutely. Pump you up. Remember that? Pump you Remember the one time they had Schwarzenegger on and he played their cousin as well, I think? That was really good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. My second idea for an SNL at home skit I'd love to see soon is um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get political. Everyone knows Baldwin. Alec Baldwin does his Trump, right? He does his Donald Trump, President of the United States of America, and he pulls no punches when he's playing number forty-five. So I'd love to see Baldwin come on as Trump, you know, with the orange makeup and the messy hair, and the camera mm-hmm. starts, and we see he's drinking something. He's drinking a Slurpee. And it's a Lysol Slurpee. 
Oh. Right? Because Trump was saying to do that. And uh-huh. and then he would drink this Lysol Slurpee and he'd start choking and he would die. And then after a second, hmm. Alec Baldwin would lift his head up from the desk and he'd take the wig off and he'd look at the camera and say, Don't you wish that would happen for real? Great, Baldwin. Thank you. And also, that yeah, that seems like an SNL kind of sketch, I guess. Yeah. Just sort of they go they're political, they go after saying the you know, politicians, they go after the president, so I think it'd be funny to do Yeah. That. Okay, well here's my second uh, sketch pitch. Um no I'm thinking I'm thinking with this crisis going on, we need another We Are the World. You know? <laughs> or what was the, what was the Canadian song? Tears are um, not enough. Tears are not yeah. enough. We need another song like that, and what better place to showcase it than SNL? Mm. So it's not really a sketch, but yeah. I'm thinking we get a new musical powerhouse with the best musicians doing a song to motivate everybody and make everybody feel good about COVID. <laughs> so I'm thinking don't don't get Bob Dylan and Paul McCartney and all these old losers. Let's get some bands up there doing a motivational song about COVID. Mm-hmm. Bands that we've actually heard of. Band, bands that people these days actually give a crap about and actually love. So I'm talking like, let's get Papa Roach. Let's get Stained. Let's get P.O.D. Let's get Godsmack. Let's get Puddle of Mud. Let's get them all on that SNL stage, and they all do a big song together about COVID, and they're rocking out, and it's it's inspiring people. And then at the end, just for a bit of fun, they could all turn around and moon the camera, and then turn around and go "fuck you, COVID." You know, I think, and maybe they all have poo in their butts (laughs) when they're moon. Just something because they're kind of grungy, something gross. But uh, anyway, I think that would be great, and I think Lorne needs to do this yesterday. All right. I mean, first, first of all, I don't know what this has to to do at all with SNL, uh, let alone SNL at home. Uh, I don't know why they would do a charity song on Saturday Night Live, but um, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't seem. I don't know how familiar you are with with the program. Actually, hearing you say that. Well, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I haven't watched it since I was a kid. Yeah. But I imagine it's this kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't think having a poo. Like a bunch of men with poo butts live on camera would would work on network television, but uh, yeah. All right, my third and final SNL at home skit I'd love to see soon is uh, well, I guess I guess this isn't necessarily a skit, um, because it doesn't have a punchline, doesn't have a bit, doesn't have a joke. Here's what it is: camera starts, then Lauren Michaels comes out. Of course, he's the inventor of. Uh, SNL comes on, mm-hmm. he stares right down the barrel and he just tells us that everything's gonna be okay he just said, he just reassures us in that rich baritone of his that, you know, this too shall pass and, you know, if we work together we can get through this I I would say there is a 60% chance that literally will happen. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Well, we'll see. I could be a Nostradamus of, of podcasting. Here's my final pitch, and this is more of a classic SNL sketch. You know, it's often like people are, you know, people are in an area and one person's different, and, and you know, that person is usually the wacky character. Yeah, classic. So I've got premise, kind of yeah. a spin on that. Yeah. So everyone's in an office. And everyone's kind of normal office drone, an office drone type. Mm-hmm. But then they all think one has COVID. Oh. Because he's sneezing and coughing and saying like, oh, I can't taste anything. Isn't that weird? Yeah. 
anyway, let me just rub my hand on you. Like, you know, that kind of guy. So the healthy people in the office all get together in the break room and go, what are we going to do about COVID guy over there? Mm -hmm. Right? Sort of a funny setup. And then anyway, so then they find a bunch of axes Mm -hmm. and then they just hack the COVID guy to bits and kill him. And then there's blood everywhere and guts and then there's, you know, the guts have poo in it and it's (laughs) flying everywhere, you know, because you don't think about that. You don't think about how you're digesting food. If you did slice open somebody and you got through their intestines, there would be poo as well. Anyway, and uh, it's just a lot of fun and there's blood everywhere and they're screaming and everything. Right. So, uh, like your last suggestion, I'm not sure if you get like the tone of where SNL's at these days since you know since the times of Hans and Franz, and um, you know also they they'd have to hack up this guy. He'd be separate. They're all separate. They're on Zoom. They're all on their own Zoom screen. So they they right. couldn't really do that punchline. So you'd need to find a new way to end the sketch. Also, they probably wouldn't I show mean, it's, poo it's on camera again. I, I, Okay, well, it's possible that's more of a Mad TV sketch, yeah. or if you're Canadian, a Comedy Inc. Com- it's sketch. more of a Comedy Inc. sketch idea. Well, Mike, this has been a wildly long intro, but yes. I think it's been good. It's Maybe been that's very good. good. I think people like the intros. Almost the length of an episode of SNL at home. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. God, pay us that money. Uh, why don't we? Uh, why don't we take a break and come back with our very fun guest? Absolutely. Welcome back to the big show, everybody. We've got a uh, somewhat of a returning champion this week. Uh, he hasn't been on the show for a while, but uh, we won't hold that against him. He is a writer, a journalist. He's a, a reporter. He's also a DJ and a film buff and a Torontonian. Please welcome back to the show, Mr. John Semley. Thanks for having me back, so to speak. I didn't really go anywhere. Great to see you, John, or... You know, ECU, I guess, over Zoom. We're Zoomers. <laughs> hey, finally. We didn't have to wait till we were 60 plus. We're Zoomers now. Although now they call the generation, mm. like Gen Z, they call those kids Zoomers. Yeah, what's which up is, with that? Uh, us, Canucks, Zoomer valor. us Canucks know Zoomers to be sort of people over 70 with ponytails. <laughs> yeah, These exactly. Americans are taking the Zoomer name. You have to have a pacemaker yeah. scar and a gold chain uh, <laughs> in the YMCA sauna, and you can be a Zoomer. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, yeah, a Boomer uh, with zip, that is a Zoomer, not a like a very young person. Like, Billie Eilish is not a, a Zoomer, as far as I'm concerned. Moses oh, Snymer must be pissed. At Billie Eilish, specifically. Is she trying to claim Zoomer status? Isn't this what he we talked about the her. last time I was on with <laughs> yes. Zoomers the whole so. time? <laughs> it's a little, uh, a little pre- a prequel of, of this episode. Here's a question that everyone is going to be interested in. Uh, do you, are you enjoying growing a COVID mustache? Because you look, it looks uh, very nice on your face. I, I like it. Uh, I think James likes it too. I love it's it. It's sort of... Who was it? Not Gigi Allen or Merle Allen, where they couldn't grow anything in the middle? I think that's Gigi. That was Gigi. Merle <laughs> had only the middle. He had like a Hitler, like a Hitler toothbrush. <laughs> mustache. So between the two of them, the Allens could grow a full mustache. Uh, but yeah, it's just something to cultivate. I actually spent the first month growing a pathetic, scraggly beard. 
uh, and then that was just not happening anymore. It gets so patchy. Mm. I've got, I don't, I don't, I've got you know, those John, sc- mine, Scotch Irish jeans. Mine is patchy, but eventually it grew through the patches. I think like hair just hangs over the patch. Right. You, maybe, maybe just give it more time. Yeah, maybe. And then I took it down and was like, well, we'll, we'll give the stash a go. And I've been trimming it, waxing it, singing mm. to it, uh, taking it on long jogs. Trim, uh, so trim, Now, I gotta ask, trim, we were talking trim. about trimming hair, and I've gotta ask the question, how are you guys doing in terms of the downstairs, the basement? Oh, every time I go on YouTube, I get these ads for a manscaping uh, razor. <laughs> I've seen yeah, these. It's like, I keep seeing that, too. It, it sounds like Samuel L. Jackson, but it's like a, like a fake Samuel L. Jackson voice. I'm not yeah. gonna do it, because I'd be canceled <laughs> if for sure. Also, are people but, uh, under quarantine, are, are people suddenly now uh, trimming or not trimming their pubic hair in a, in a different way? Because well, they I can't think go to the barber shop anymore? <laughs> I can't get it taken right down to the wood at the barber, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so to speak. I think that's what James was getting at, is like guys growing out their pubes as you would yeah, grow out your beard. I mean, you yeah. know, what's Why not? happening? Put a, put a few beads in there. Well, I know? tell you what, if you're alone, you probably are. Yeah, beads, like if you've been to Club Med. You know, mm-hmm. if you're alone, you're not trimming anything. Yeah, Just, uh, beat it, shave it, or braid it. That's what I always say. You know? <laughs> shave it or braid mm. it. Hey, John. But yeah, is it a pri- is it a priority manscaping these days? I, I mean, it is for me. I'm still doing a lot of my vid, my cam stuff, so it is for me. <laughs> right. But you know, a lot of guys probably know. Did you start an OnlyFans? I see OnlyFans is the real. Yeah, well, we were uh, talking about doing a landlord tenant OnlyFans. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the used intro. to that stuff. I don't want to get into it, but Mike will have to do some some. Some photos I suggested for Mike, maybe like an oversized dress shirt with no pants or underwear and like, oh, socks. yes. Or sort of like Tom Cruise and risky business Yes, but or no Natalie one. Portman and no strings attached or <laughs> friends with benefits or yeah. whatever. Are there any? Yeah, that could work. Who's like the biggest uh, genuine celebrity? Like they do cameo, uh, uh, not even huge celebrities, but some celebrities do cameo. Do any real celebrities do an OnlyFans? Because it'd be so funny if like. I don't know. Tom Hanks just had like a hardcore <laughs> OnlyFans site. I think Ke- I think Kevin O'Leary has one. Oh, right. <laughs> He's just dropping an acid and, and jerking off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mr. Psychedelics himself, the uh, our generation's Timothy Leary. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. OnlyFans is explicitly pornographic. No, I mean it is. Yeah. It is. yeah. I guess Not you, you know I what? I'd love to see a Kevin O'Leary OnlyFans with him doing some stuff with his guitar. That's true. Because he guy plays rocks. the thing really well. You wonder what else yeah. he can do. For those of you who don't know, yeah, he used to be a uh, a rocker in his younger age. He took. I went to a, a photo exhibit once where he had a framed photo of Jim Morrison's grave that he took. Wow. <laughs> and that you could purchase at auction. And imagine if you went to someone's house and you're like, hey, is that a, did you take a photograph of Jim Morrison's grave? the stupidest man to ever live and die. <laughs> and then they would say, Oh, I didn't take it. Actually, Mr. Wonderful from shark, <laughs> shark tank took it. And I paid $12,000 for the privilege of having it in my house. Oh my isn't that sort of a cleat? Like, isn't his grave, like the cliche, ultimate cliche grave. You know what I mean? Like everybody yeah, back, goes to it. I, I was in gay Perry about this time last year when you could still travel and they have little, like, I think there was like fencing up around it. So you couldn't deface it. But I mean, isn't that the point that it's like, it's a monument of its own history of being defiled? Yeah. 
Yeah, why else would anyone care about Jim Morrison's grave? I mean, I don't know. The guy could drink a lot of beer. I'll give him that. He drank a lot of beer. He drowned a lot. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) he died in Paris. If you die in a country, are you just allowed to be like, oh, I want to be buried here? Because, like, I know Paris wants to, like, France wants to send his remains back to America, but. I guess it's still in the courts, and he keeps his estate keeps winning to keep his body there. But you know, it's interesting, interesting stuff. Why? Why does an estate want that? Because it, you would think that Paris would want it too, because it's good for tourism to the. I think it, what is it, the Montmartre or Père Lachaise? Père Lachaise. I think it's because Doors fans, and now they're they're all, they must be all pushing seventy seventy five. Uh, they have a history of like defacing the graves around his. Uh, his grave. So imagine if you have like a beloved great grandfather or someone who like fought in the French Resistance, who's buried there, and their grave keeps getting <laughs> like break on through to the other side. Um, you know, graffitied onto <laughs> it or something. Do you think that though? Do you think Doors fans are just dying out, or is it like because you know there's certain bands where it's like they just renew their fan base forever? Yeah. I feel like, like Pink Fish Floyd or will the never end. Fish. Or- yeah. I, I'd lo- I'd love to see those guys buried in Paris. Hey, me too. Not that I'm wishing that they all that the members of Fish a mass died. grave of Fish. Uh, <laughs> Where is Jerry Garcia buried? Hmm. I, I is don't he know. In San Francisco I feel like or? I should know that. Do you want me to look it up? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Breaking news. On our show, Jerry we make our guests Jerry. work. Um. Jerome John Oh, he was his ashes were scattered at sea. Oh. Oh. Like Bin Laden. Just like Bin Laden. Yes. Or was he tossed um, overboard? What happened there? I think I think they yeah, I don't think they gave him a ceremonial cremation. I think they just chucked his body into the ocean. <laughs> oh. It <laughs> wasn't the, like playing uh I will remember you or something and then tossing him. No, I don't think anything like that. I I think there is a monument in San Francisco to Jerry Garcia that I've seen. Uh, did you know that Bruce Lee is buried in Seattle for some reason? Wow. Like Bruce Bruce Lee's grave is in Seattle. Is that where he? Yeah. Maybe he was a Mariners uh, fan. <laughs> he could have been a Mariners fan or a Frazier. It was fan. in his will. Yes. He died. <laughs> Bury me where the character Frazier will be from when he is invented in twenty years. <laughs> Um, so we're off to a rip-roaring start here, but I know, John, there was a, a subject you really, really, you asked before we started recording if we could talk about it, and that is, uh, she's somewhat of a Toronto celebrity, a villain, perhaps, but she seems to be changing her ways, and of course I'm talking about, uh, chair girl, uh, Marcella Zoya, who, uh... Is that, in a, is that Italian, by the way, do we know? So... I think she had like a she has like a Russian energy about her, but I was just reading about her, and apparently she. <laughs> or I'm sort of thinking the Baltic states. Well, she moved to Toronto right. from Brazil. Now she could have she could still be of ah. Russian origin, but grew up in Brazil. Um, but she came to Toronto from Brazil. She's sort of a mo- modern day Carmen Sandiego, as you put it, like globe trotting and. Uh, but but yeah, hot. She, well, Carmen Sandiego is yeah, true. Nothing to sneeze at. Um, But yes, I agree that Chair Girl is very hot. Um, So basically, does everyone know who Chair Girl is? She threw a chair off a high-rise building uh, on Instagram and then uh, became a celebrity and then had to go to court. 
And, you know, obviously it's very reckless to throw a chair off of a downtown condo, but I feel like there was onto a highway. Yeah. Uh, I'm laughing at it because it's absurd, not because it's, well, I don't have to defend laughing at it. Um, (laughs) But I don't know. What do you guys think? Like she became a celebrity. Like, was it ironically or because, you know, everyone was tracking her every move for a while. Had she been, uh, had a, you know, a schlubby guy thrown a chair off of a condo onto the DVP? Everyone would have hated him. He he would have already been in jail for a couple of years. But because she is, uh, you know, a little easier on the eyes, people were like, oh, she's just, uh, you know, she'd give her a break. Yeah, or like she had a sort of demented e-girl energy. Uh, like if if anyone in Toronto these days were to profit off OnlyFans, uh, I think Marcella Zoya would be a good one. But instead of profiting <laughs> off OnlyFans, she's using her fame and infamy to uh, deliver groceries to a North York charity. It's true. Uh, this that? story broke over the weekend. To a women's shelter. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but it's sort of like, did you just do that? And then leak that so that the public opinion of you would be better. You well, know, she hasn't been sentenced right. is it a yet. Stunt or- yeah. So she is still awaiting sentencing. So I guess she's trying to show that she's a changed person. Uh, instead of throwing chairs, she's throwing uh, food at those in need. Cares. <laughs> instead yeah. of onto the gardener, it's into needy people's yeah. mouths. Could you imagine if you lived at a shelter and they say, hey, someone's here to deliver groceries? And Marcella Zoya showed up. Like, what would your reaction Pardon me? be like? Hey, babe, come on in and let's have a drink. Whereas <laughs> I would, I would hide under um, a desk because I, I, I cover my head, not knowing. Uh... She'd pick it up. She'd pick it up like Lou Ferrigno and toss it across the <laughs> now, room. Have you seen either of you? Have you seen this video? It was on the Toronto Sun's website of Chair Girl Marcella Zoya delivering food to a charity in North York. Uh, Everyone in the video seems to be speaking in Russian, and the the charity building uh, it has about like I don't know ten people in it, and they're all standing or sitting right close to each other, and no one's wearing a mask, uh, no one's wearing gloves. So uh, I don't know how much good this is doing to the community. <laughs> Are you saying Russian? That, huh? That she's a Russian asset who is herself a pathogen? Oh shit! Yeah, I mean. Could she be. could be on the Kremlin's payroll. Maybe she's trying to poison uh, the most needy in, in our city. I don't know. This, there's no <laughs> speculation. Well, it's a story we'll keep watching. I mean, CP24 and the Toronto Sun have been yeah. all over it. Maybe John- My last two internet searches were just Marcella Zoya Italian, Marcella Zoya Russian. <laughs> <laughs> John, it'd be great if we could have you as a sort of landlord tenant, I don't know, correspond, chair girl correspondent or, or something. I don't know. Oh, oh I'd be happy to. I, and I'm a big Sun reader. Do you guys ever read that character Joe Warmington in the <laughs> yes. Toronto Sun? Yes. His articles <laughs> are read like texts. Do you know what I mean? The, yeah. Like his I mean, articles are like, as though you got a text from someone. Yeah, and they, they, I mean, just basic sort of grammatical incoherence Mm -hmm. and spelling mistakes. I mean, I was talking about this the other day, but it's one of those people where it's like, you can't imagine, he thinks he's this guy, the night scrawler, like this Mm. savvy, almost like film noir reporter with a fedora with a press ticket in it. But you read his writing (laughs) and it's like, it's impossible to imagine him like driving a car, getting dressed, you know? Yeah, (laughs) every sentence is its own paragraph. 
Yeah. And then there's like no, there's no editorial oversight whatsoever. And what, I remember when the pandemic started, he was at like the Rainbow Bridge, just taking videos of trucks going by being like, well, the borders are closed, but the trucks keep coming on through despite Prime Minister Trudeau. And it's like, you're not like, what do you, what is it that you think that you're reporting on? You just have videos <laughs> of trucks coming across the border, which was never shut down to begin with. <laughs> it's big news to certain people. Anyways. It was big news. Well, well, it's almost as if oh, he's he's got eyes on it, and the border isn't actually closed. Anyway, he's an interesting character. Another one of my COVID <laughs> heroes. Now, here's <laughs> you know our, our friend uh, Mike, our friend Nick Flanagan was on the Frank D'Angelo right. talk show, and I believe Joe Warmington was the other guest that night. We got to uh, have Nick on to sh- talk about that. Sean Craig was on it too. Robin Hatch was yeah, on. Uh, uh, cool guests. So uh, what I've heard from this is that. There's a couple guys in Toronto who basically spend their life trolling <laughs> Frank D'Angelo, and he's deliberately trying to book them on the show just to like needle them, which we all, whatever we want to say about what Frank D'Angelo does with his money, but what an insane thing to do. That's what Carson used to do when, uh, he's wild. when Johnny he, first he, started hosting The Tonight Show. He, he only booked people who were making fun of him on Twitter, <laughs> and he... Yeah, yeah. Not even the people, but like perceived <laughs> friends of theirs. Yeah, if you're not from Toronto, Frank D'Angelo is sort of an Italian guy who I believe inherited an apple juice company <laughs> and he has a lot of money and he makes his own albums and his and his own late night talk show has paid programming. And sadly it's Canada's only talk show, basically. Uh and yep. and uh he's look him up on YouTube, Frank D'Angelo. He's made a number of films. Michael's brother is a big uh Yes, yeah. and he's made a bunch of movies. Fangelo and and uh, Robert Loggia is in some of them, and he seems very old. Oh, Robert Loggia! He's had like James Caan and being yeah, one of his movies. Very old now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think any of these guys. It's like you know, it's like when you're playing Casino Rama, but for acting when you're in a Frank yeah. D'Angelo. <laughs> oh, sorry. This tie this ties in. I swear, but I totally forgot about this until someone reminded me of it the other day. But do you guys remember when Roberto Benigni won Absolutely. an Academy Award? And then leverage his fame to do lectures on uh, the poet Dante at Casino Rama. What? What? <laughs> you, could, you could pay like $140 to go hear Roberto Benigni <laughs> talk about Dante in Rama, wow. Ontario. Who was that? Oh, God. Like, who was the uh, yeah. target audience? I wonder, people who enjoy like third tier casinos in like a rural area, but also like foreign movies and ancient Italian epics <laughs> and huge plates of shrimp. But the thing about it is you have yeah. a couple of drinks, you stay over at the casino hotel, you know, you drive back the next morning. Uh, anyways, just, I always think of these, it's like when Mr. Bean, <laughs> they had to shut down young and Dundas square. Yeah. Cause Mr. Bean was in town. Uh, a lot of people say that, you know, Drake made Toronto a world-class city, but I'd say that the region was on the map as far back as yeah. Mr. Bean and Roberto Benini's, Dante lectures occurring 90 minutes away. Hmm. He must yeah. have had insane security, Roberto Benini, back then, because just ima- imagine the groupies waiting backstage after one of his Dante lectures at, at the casino. <laughs> that must have been a quite a scene. It would be like Tom Jones, you know, women's undergarments just littering the stage. <laughs> and then you look out in the audience and it's just seas of Nona's waving rolling pins. Because <laughs> <laughs> he quit the business. Roberto Benigni, because the last thing I think I remember him doing was uh, his own take on the Pinocchio legend, uh, and I can't say I've heard of him since. 
I feel like he's done a f- couple Pinocchio movies. Like at least he's done at least two takes on Pinocchio. Two. Um, yeah. Wow. Let me let me check this out. Um, but I don't know. I can't. Yeah, Roberto Benigni Pinocchio, 2019. 2019. Roberto Benigni Pinocchio, 2002. Uh, so <laughs> I've got a feeling that there's another Pinocchio in our future from Mr. Benigni. Well, I think maybe it got delayed. Yeah, Pinocchio 2019, uh, based on the book The Adventures of Pinocchio. There's a still a more that I didn't f- get to. I, I, the story is <laughs> not a done. What a freak. Uh, so, yeah, maybe when it'll open the Toronto Film Festival, if that happens. Pinocchio oh. just does seem creepy in retrospect. I mean, I, you, could, you could very easily imagine a horror Pinocchio. But, like, a sincere, nice Pinocchio? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would suggest to me that Roberto Benigni is a psychopath if he keeps being like drawn to the story about someone being <laughs> real and like having to insist that he's real constantly. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Never met the man. Never been to one of his lectures. Well, hopefully after this is all over, or maybe he'll do a Zoom thing or one of those masterclass uh, sort of online Re- seminars <laughs> where you can learn about Dante's uh, Divine Comedy or whatever. Uh, from Roberto Spring. Benini teaches being in Pinocchio movies. <laughs> have you or or James? Uh, have either of you ever paid for or received as a gift a masterclass seminar? Because there are so many. You can learn from Chris Hadfield, uh, Commander Hadfield, how to be a spaceman. You can learn from Mark. <laughs> is that what the Chris Hadfield? Is that what the Chris Hadfield one is like? How to be? A, I feel like you need more accreditation than just a six hundred dollar online masterclass. <laughs> If you want to go to outer space. I don't know. I mean, the rules have changed. Uh, people aren't as interested in space as they used to be. So maybe they've uh, lowered the bar. I don't know. That's not true, Mike. But uh, I did see, I, I saw an ad on my Facebook of a, oh, of um, a masterclass from Will Wright, who was the designer of Sim City, I think. And okay, okay. he seems, you know, he's not the most dynamic looking uh, seeming guy kind of looks like the kind of guy who made sim city i don't you know what i mean <laughs> like a nerd yeah like a nerd like a dork and what he's teaching oh, you God, how to make your own very popular video game yeah wow he makes like bill gates look like one of the hemsworth brothers for god's <laughs> sakes <laughs> uh, yeah um so john you you recently i think it was an article in uh was it in vice your your tribute to your your local dive bar was that in vice Yes, Jenny's Bar and Restaurant, Jenny's which bar is not a, really a restaurant, Where is to my that? knowledge. It's at like near Dundas West Station. Okay. Um, I don't want to dox myself. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, I, like, I just worry about all the businesses that are going to oh, – this is so not funny. But like just totally tank because oh, yeah. of this pandemic well, and everything will just be like Starbucks and Firkin and, mm. you know, the most corporate stuff. I feel at like least nothing at heart, in the city so. or any – like every city well, on earth is going to be exactly the same. There will just be yeah. – yeah, Starbucks and banks and then everyone orders everything from Amazon and that is like – Every place yeah. will look exactly the same. At least, though, as a Torontonian, you know, just before COVID, people were really upset here going, ah, all the good stores are closing here. What the hell? At least now it's going to be everywhere. So we can kind of feel 
you know, that's true. Better. Toronto will finally become a world class city. Yeah. Because everyone elevating itself, yeah, the standard will totally be lowered, and we'll say, "Hey, we're just as good as Paris, where the Eiffel Tower is now owned by Amazon." Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's way to look at it. One episode, yeah, the Toronto positive attitude. Yeah, um, no, I'm sure a lot of things are going to close. It's going to be pretty weird. Can I uh, now? This is uh, I don't mean to surprise either of you, but I prepared a. So I guess you'd call this maybe a thought experiment or um, or a game. But um, I have a list of some some things in the city because everything is going to be closing. Um, I'm going to put you in the position where you have to choose which one you would save if it was up to you. Uh, some things in, in Toronto that you could save. Does this sound sound fun? Sure. Yeah. What a fun. Is this like one of those memes where you have $15 to make the perfect concert and you can. Oh, yeah. Yes. Draft certain talents. Yeah. Hey Mike, you you should. We haven't played the game uh, theme music in a while. You should put that in here. Sure. Here here it is. It's time for the game, the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. Right. I mean, usually we play the game at the very end, but this is just like a, this is an experiment. Um, Yeah. So what would you guys save if you had to choose between these two? Italy, the uh, 50,000 square foot uh, Italian restaurant that just recently arrived in in our city just before uh, the pandemic, or the CN Tower. One of them has to close and has to be disassembled Mm. and thrown into the garbage. (laughs) Hmm, it's tough. Uh, James, what about you? I mean, I on I Mike probably hates Italy because God knows what he's you know. No, I it's love not sauces. I love novel. cheese. I love. I unironically enjoy have enjoyed going to Italy. You know, I will. I, I bought a jar of preserved lemons at Italy mm-hmm. just because one of those things. Like, oh, I've never seen this before. Mm, uh, what did you use those? And for? they just sit in my fridge. You, I don't know, slice them on pasta. But I don't know. I know the CN Tower gets a bad rap, but it does make it easy to orient yourself. Right. Yep. You know, unless they put a big needle on top of Italy with the <laughs> Italian flag on top. How, how about a big uh, piece of pasta? Oh, that yeah, like a long one long noodle. Yeah. Um so we'd know if we're where is it? Bay and Bloor? Bay and Bloor the, the Manual Life, Life Center. Yeah. Yeah. Um I when I went to Italy, it was one of those things it, you know, it makes you feel like you're an old person in an 80s stand-up joke or something. But it's like, I literally didn't know how to pay for fresh produce there because everything's like yeah. a robot cashier where you have to scan stuff. And I just like, I didn't know how to do it. I just left a shitload of parsley sitting there. <laughs> oh boy. Did you get a drink when you were shopping? Because I did. Like an alcoholic drink? Yeah, you can get a drink and then go around and grocery shop. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, that yeah. That's very, very That reminds European. me oh, of yes. Rome or Milan or uh, Vatican City. Do you, do you think the situation with the pandemic in Italy will be reflected in Italy? Ooh. Like there'll be ramifications. Right. Great question. Yeah. I, I mean, know. I assume it is a perfect microcosm for I think it Italy is like itself. an embassy where, you know, the Canadian embassy is technically Canadian ground. So I think Italy is technically Italian maybe ground. Yeah, maybe so, when they when this possible. when it opens up again after this, maybe they'll have like they'll dedicate one or two hours a day during business hours to like mourning those we've lost in Italy. or or people 
crisis actors can get out on their balcony and <laughs> sing opera at 7.30 like they were spontaneously doing in Italy. Yeah, quote unquote. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's quote unquote spontaneously, yeah. I looked up, because everyone knows there's a restaurant at the top of the CN Tower. I think it's called the 360. Um, and they are not uh, doing delivery during uh, lockdown. <laughs> so you can't order, you know, a hamburger or a, you know, BLT sandwich from the CN Tower, and then a guy on a bicycle runs up all the way up to the top, brings it down to your, you know, to your apartment, which is sad. That is too bad. Um, but then again, so much of the pleasure is revolving, right? Although I guess we're always revolving if you take the sun into account. So oh, yeah. Re- right. Really, my apartment could be a revolving restaurant. Um but then if that were the case, why would I need food from 360 to begin with? Well, I, I, a lot of people think it's the best food in the city. That's true. I mean, if you're that high, it's got to be good. Yeah. Have either of you eaten at the Skylon Tower in Niagara Falls, Ontario? <laughs> I grew up in Niagara. Did so you? maybe when I Yeah, there's also the Minolta Tower. Let's not forget Ooh. about that, which is uh, the even shittier. Is that the one with the IHOP in it? Uh, is yeah. an I, there is an IHOP nearby. I don't know that it's in the Minolta Tower. Is the Niagara area nice? Because Niagara on the lake is so nice. Yeah. Well, there's like parts of it. Like when people think of the Niagara region, yeah, they think of like along the QEW, like Niagara on the lake, the places that look like, you know, Stephen King cities in a good way. Yes. And, th- and then there's like Welland, yeah. f- Fort Erie, Thorold. Because even Colburn. when you get out of Niagara on the lake. <laughs> There's like some weird apartment complex in a field and you're like, what the hell is this? Like it's, it's a weird mix. Parts are really I, nice. Yeah. I mean, I think if you only associate it with disgusting wine, which some people do, <laughs> or like the natural beauty of the escarpment. But when you get further south of that, it's a, a pretty much a shithole for mm. the most part, I think. Like my hometown, the main one of the main economies, economic activities, was tourism based around the Welland Canal. Uh, and every summer there'd be a huge really? festival called Canal Days, <laughs> where, <laughs> where where you could go uh, listen to a Beatles cover band or uh, like the remaining members of Steppenwolf, all celebrating the canal. Canal Days, yeah. so it's more than one day. It's, that's, I think it's that's, that's like more than Christmas. It's, Christmas, <laughs> the birth of Jesus, is one day. Yeah, but the Welland Canal took canal a lot days. more effort. You know, there's eight sure. locks. Stretching all the way from St. Catharines to Port Colborne. My friend's sister lives in St. Catherine, uh, St. Catharines, Ontario, and he said that locals call it St. Kitts. St. <laughs> Kitts, yeah. That's you hear a gross lot of that. to me. Because he makes you think of the tropical locale. Well, like, or just like St. No, Kitty, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I mean, the whole, pl- the whole place is a little, I don't know. I don't want to shit talk the region. I mean, I've just been doing it for five minutes. Hey, but you know what? I, I, and as a kid, <laughs> when I was like driving around uh, Orangeville, you know what I had on my radio? 97.7 Hits FM here and there. St. Catherine's Hard Rock Station. <laughs> That's true. This may be the most uh, <laughs> local and specific episode we, we have done yet. And I, well, I, I love it. Good. Well, we're, from how many Niagara listeners do you guys have? We got to get on. And what about Sonar? But congratulations, by the way, on signing to the Sonar podcast. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Do they have a Niagara base? We got to find that out. Yeah. I think they started Niagara. Yeah. And um, they expanded eventually to the big city, Toronto, of course. But um, yeah, I'd say that Niagara is, I mean, within Canada, that's the region that listens to the most uh, (laughs) experimental podcasts. Um, (laughs) Mm hmm. 
in the country. Yeah. All the temporary foreign workers who are brought in for the fruit harvesting season are always <laughs> listening to uh, conceptual comedy podcasts. <laughs> now, fucked, if that's the case. Now, um, I have written down here um, – Oh, by the way, we're recording this on May the 4th, and there's a bit of a fun thing about that date. Oh, May the 4th be with be? you. Star Wars. Now, I had a couple other- because um, I'm your father. Yeah. I have a couple other fun, fun ones that uh, maybe the, they, the, you know, the government should think about implementing. So there's May the 4th be with you. How about this? <laughs> August of Wind, the 10th, or August the 10th. So that these are greetings that you say. Yeah, August of okay. wind. Yeah, and how the about tenth. how about this one? A bit of a more serious one. November eleventh, Remembrance Day gave me a chill. Gave me the chills thinking about the sacrifices they. they so that's what you say right. when you greet someone on November eleventh. Yes, yeah. I mean, I think they could take the, the Canadian government would have to mandate it, of course, yeah, like hey, they do with May the fourth. Put that past Trudeau. I wouldn't either. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. What are some other ones? I was trying to think of film-themed ones, like Star Wars. Mm. Uh, mm. How about this? Uh, September uh, 11th, Burr, thinking of uh, 9-11, gave me a chill. Kind of the exact same thing as I did, but, you know. It was inspired yeah. by yeah, yours, but okay, it's a different an event, it's much more recent. And yeah. 9-11 is serious business. It shouldn't be. And it's not that cold. Like November 11th, mm. you might be getting the first chill. Yeah. Or, right. September's pretty cool. Um, September's usually quite warm, actually. Yeah. That's why 9-11 was such of a shock. We were all at the beach and at the water park, yeah. swishing and splashing around. And then <laughs> yeah. we heard this terrible news that, uh, you know, well, you guys know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> What would you save if you had to choose between Busker Fest, the annual Toronto celebration of uh, people on the street playing instruments, or Matty Fest, which debuted last summer and it was a festival curated, uh, it's a f- music and food festival curated by Chef Matty Matheson? Well, as a Niagaran, uh, a fellow Niagaran, I have to support Matty Fest. Uh, oh, is he from Niagara? He's from Fort Erie, yeah. Um, and when you say Busker Fest is canceled, does that mean that like all the buskers are exterminated, for lack of a better <laughs> word, and uh, the the jugglers and stilt walkers and flamethrowers? In the way that Kim Jong Un uh, punished those uh, officials who fell asleep during a meeting, <laughs> they're destroyed with an anti aircraft gun. Yeah, uh, um, yeah I, I've never been to Busker Fest. Um, so I would say I would take Maddie Fest. Although wasn't Maddie Fest a like uh, legendary disaster last year where they I think it was. they, I think they it did like a, a a thing where they created their own uh, cryptocurrency to buy food and then <laughs> they never had any food available for people to buy. Yeah. So everyone just had this worthless money that they couldn't transact. <laughs> if the economy fails because of coronavirus, I wonder if if Maddie Bucks will become the the coin the gold of the standard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You just have to use a few to get on the bus, and yeah, Mike maybe. has a bit yeah. of a vendetta against Maddie. Why do you hate Maddie, Mike? No, you do. No, I like it. No, I you like don't. Him. It's it's got nice uh, tattoos and a cool uh, style. <laughs> Maddie, if you could choose between keeping the Toronto Irish Famine Memorial or the statue <laughs> of Pope John the Second in Toronto, <laughs> which one would you would you save? Wow, that's a real Sophie's choice as a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, there's just three Catholics on here. Hey, what hey. do you know? Hey. Lord be with uh, you. IRA. 
the IRA, up the IRA. Um, I would keep the Irish famine memorial. Really? Yeah, me too. Uh, Come on. I, once I briefly Carol? dated an, an Irish lassie, and she took me to see the Irish famine memorial, uh, <laughs> which I th- a little on the nose, thought was, which I thought was odd. Um, but yeah, popes come and go. I mean, it's the authority of God itself that I respond to. You know, the pope is just a <laughs> right. vessel. Uh, He's just a vessel. Whereas the famine, that's something you can set your watch to. It's always going to be with us. Do you feel bad for Pope Benedict having to do all these? pathetic uh empty homilies to with nobody there to see it sad Fran- pope francis you mean oh did i say pope benedict you got benedict on the brain don't worry uh, oh, We've all been there. but yeah he looks That's like true. he looks like a classic high school loser who's like i threw a party and nobody came and it's really difficult to to, to watch well, I yeah, he looks like an like an improviser, like just nobody there. Not because he's a loser, <laughs> yeah. but because it's the same. Like every stand-up's nightmare, they perform and there's no crowd. It's the same with popes. That's yeah. true. Although they say have God watching. Although he probably knows the whole rigmarole by this point. Yeah, yeah, you think? He's not surprised. I was saying before we started recording. I don't know about you guys, but being at home so much, I find that I'm uh, pissing more than usual. <laughs> yeah, I, I you guys. Just for a little space. If you live with a partner, you know, it's nice to have your toilet time as a fella. Yes. Uh, yeah. You get in there and appoint yourself and, you know, scroll on your phone for 20 minutes and flush the toilet and leave. <laughs> Some guys like to sit on the toilet and, and read the news or whatever. I like to stand up after a piss and just re- scroll. Well, Mike, you've been living in the toilet as far as I understand it. So, yeah. It must, you must get to a point where you don't know when you're pissing and shitting and when you're not, you know, it just must turn into a blur. Yeah. Cause it's, I'm sort of open for business at all hours. Cause most of us, when we're like in our daily lives, we're like, we shut, we shut that process <laughs> off, but I'm, I'm ready to go at any time. Like an animal. Right. You're just fully disassociating and you yeah. <laughs> pissing and shitting constantly. This podcast, <laughs> I, I made a note of this to Mike a few months back, but it's become more piss and shit focused, I think. Well, that's my influence. Uh, early on, yeah. you know, Mike had more of the upper hand of the content, and I've been able to wrench some yeah. of that away to uh, we've some of more my style. It's what people want. Scatological oh, 100%. humor. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of humor, talking about movies, right. talking about Hollywood, talking about the Oscars. John, you're a movie guy. What's going to happen with the darn Oscars with all this COVID <laughs> nonsense going on? Well, I, I was thinking the last movie I saw before we couldn't leave the house I went with a friend of mine to see that movie, The Way Back, where Ben Affleck plays an alcoholic uh, basketball coach. Right. Um, And I think that that will just like de facto win every Oscar that came out for for next year because there have been like no other uh, – no real other movies. The Invisible Man, I guess, and Trolls World Tour. But everything is kind of like – everything has been kicked back, pushed back, and then – yeah, certainly none of the like awards season movies will come out. So it'd be like the best picture will be like Bad Boys for Life versus Sonic the Hedgehog versus <laughs> Doolittle versus the CGI dog from Call of the Wild. What about like uh, a new category of like best Oscar for rescheduled release date of a film goes to uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters, the new one or something? Oh, the sad Ghostbusters we won't get to see. That's too bad. Set in um, Idaho? or No, Oklahoma. It's set in Oklahoma, you know. Uh, a shot in Canada. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think I I will highly recommend seeing that movie, The Way Back, if you get a chance. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like my drinking has gone up a bit since I've been indoors all the time. And uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Ben Affleck really offers a master class on how to portray a drunk. Um, does he have a few sips in that movie? Oh, he sips big time. And he does this thing where wherever he gets a new beer, he puts a beer in the freezer, then grabs the one in the freezer from the freezer and drinks it. I started doing that. I call it way back in it. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. Tri- in tribute to Affleck. And he's a gin drunk in it, like beer Ooh. and gin, which I don't hmm. think you see a lot of. It's uh, like the main gin. character in 1984. Right, he's always drinking his victory gin. You, you know who uh, one, was one of my favorite drunks, drunk characters in in uh, Matthew McConaughey in uh, True Detective? He was a fun drunk. Remember, he would cut up the beer can and everything. Yeah, he gets a lot of play these days with the the Epstein conspiracy and stuff. People McConaughey. Posting, well, people are always just posting photos of McConaughey uh, as that character reacting oh. to like conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I was going to say, fuck, yeah. I hope McConaughey wasn't on the island. I don't think so. Although he does make that joke in Days and Confused about loving young children or something, having <laughs> yes, sex that's with teenagers. True. But teenagers are even uh, a bit out of the uh, margin for the Epstein set, I would say. And didn't didn't uh, McConaughey's character in Days and Confused say something like, uh, you know, I invest all my money with this guy in New York who was given a mansion from the Victoria's Secret uh, owner? <laughs> yeah, he has like. <laughs> he has that classic line where he goes, Jeffrey Epstein's semen is all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we all know, Jeffrey Epstein was trying to breed a master race before he tragically took his own life in a New York prison. Very sad. He passed away. And suicide yeah. is a dis- he passed He passed away, and it's a disease of despair. So I don't think we should be uh, making fun of it. I can't imagine. Well said. Um, you know, New York City is the city that never sleeps. It's got Broadway. It's got all this musical history of, you know, CBGBs. And it's got uh, such exciting uh, comedy and, uh, you know, pizza and bagels. I can't imagine, you know, taking my own life in the middle of all that excitement. That's true. When you can say, tomorrow, maybe I'll get out. Maybe I'll get a darn bagel. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. uh, or go to Katz's. You can say, I'll have what, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, some people will tell you he was murdered, but I don't know. I believe the news media. Friends with Prince Andrew? Like, how cool would that be to be friends with a with a real prince? That's true. He had everything to live for. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't make any sense for him to have killed himself, I guess. And it was funny, that, and it was in the news that Prince Andrew went to hang out with him after all of this was starting to come out because he had to, like, break up their friendship in person because he believed it was the <laughs> honorable thing to do. Yeah. Uh, That's the way that a, a real dude behaves, you know? He he doesn't just end a friendship over a, you know, with a text or a phone call or, or a Zoom. Yeah. You go in person. You fly across the ocean. Uh, it's a kind of thing an entourage character for a few would weeks. Do. <laughs> yeah, or like a character in a Victorian novel, or like a, a yeah. Hugh Grant English gentleman. You know. Mm. What other movies came out this year? Yeah. Is, so, what is the uh, who is who does voices in Trolls World Tour? And I had no idea that the trolls were still a big uh, cultural force. So, what I know, what I know about Trolls World Tour is it's essentially a movie about evil tr- trolls who are like a rock band and they 
are trying to destroy the trolls. I think Justin Timberlake is one of the trolls. Uh, oh. George Clinton play is the voice of one of the trolls. Anyways, so all the trolls, which they all represent different musics in this one. Uh, sorry, I'm reading the summary. It's not like I just know this off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> So you have like a funk troll. I imagine George Clinton is the funk troll and then like a techno troll and a country troll. They all have to team up to like fight the rock music trolls. Uh, so it's basically an anti-rock music movie, I think, um, which I don't like. I don't think children should be seeing it. Oh, well said. I didn't know. Yeah. I had no idea that was the plot. Yeah, it's about it's about the, all the different types of music. Uh, uniting against rock music. And I can't find this here, but I'm pretty sure Ozzy Osbourne does a voice in it. Uh, wow. Can you believe that guy is still alive? Well, he's, he's ill these days, isn't he? And not with coronavirus, but with... And yet he ate that darn bat. That's true. Maybe he was immunized by having already... Uh, oh my God. Bat plasma in his body. Yeah. Um, I'll never eat another one again, I don't think, after this. Same. Same. You know, I love the, hey. uh, you know, I, I, I eat a, a lot of exotic animals uh, regularly. And um, yeah, I just don't know if I'm going to have the same gusto to eat that uh, Komodo dragon when it comes up next time or whatever, you, you know, what have you. I haven't uh, had a banana for a long time because of this lockdown and, and the difficulty of getting uh, food. And I used to be a big uh, banana guy. You're a banana eating fool, if I recall. Mm. Uh, yeah, Mr. Potassium. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's why everyone knows about your strong potassium levels and your powerful yeah. loads, frankly. Um, <laughs> wait, is that a thing? I think potassium is good for, or maybe I'm thinking of zinc is good for semen. Like good in what sense? It makes it thicker, bigger, <laughs> bigger. Big uh, yeah, you have huge semen. One huge drop comes down Damn. like an anime character. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like Slimer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I remember that you, that's like h- hockey dressing room, uh, okay. wisdom. God, you, you said know? Slimer boy. Wouldn't he have had a different vibe if he was white Slimer? That's Slimer. true. You mean like Caucasian? Like his, no, was, I just mean he would have looked oh, like right, right. semen. If he looked like calm, yeah. Now, I was thinking of Slimer the other day because, you know, Ghostbusters <laughs> is in the, in the zeitgeist because it has been delayed, the new movie. but um. Slimer is based on John Belushi, who was Dan Aykroyd's best friend, and Dan Aykroyd wrote Ghostbusters, and Slimer is a tribute to John Belushi, but I think that Dan Aykroyd didn't go far enough, because there's no point in Ghostbusters where we see Slimer uh, shooting a speedball and listening to blues music, (laughs) and then passing away in the Chateau Marmont. Yeah, we should see that. And also, I, I watched a documentary recently where Carrie Fisher says she was introduced to LSD by John Belushi, which I find very strange because <laughs> you, th- you think if like you're coming of age in like the late 70s, people would have known a lot about LSD by that point. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think John Belushi was like, hey, there's this hip new drug I just got from a Swiss chemist or something like that. <laughs> Let me shoot you um, up with LSD, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, uh, and Carrie Fisher, she talks a lot about all the LSD that she did. And Now, is this the documentary that Sting is in as well? And Sting surprised everyone by saying he loves to take acid as well? Yeah, Sting tells a funny anecdote, actually, about, uh, you know, you think about Sting as like the squarest guy in the world, right? Like, 
basically dad rock for moms. But like he <laughs> talks about like doing peyote and he was at like his farm that he owns. And then this guy calls him over. He's like, Sting, I need your help. And he was delivering a calf and the calf was stuck in the mother. So Sting, <laughs> while he's like peeking on like mescaline, has to like wrap this baby calf in ropes and chains and haul it out and dispose of the placenta and stuff. Wow. Um, yeah. And for Sting, it was a very beautiful experience. The notion... Is nauseating. Well, I he hope Sting been wrote having a... sex during that. What with his tantric uh, stuff, you know. That's th- he that's may have been true. in the midst of a session of saving it up. Yeah, I hope Sting writes a sort of easy listening reggae song about his experience of freaking out on psychedelics and helping uh, a cow give birth with Shaggy in the mix. I hope. <laughs> you know, it's interesting <laughs> to hear Sting is a big acid guy because remember his Broadway musical, The Last Ship. Um, you yes. can tell <laughs> the last from, trip. Yeah, the last trip. You can tell those that, that music sounds like it was written <laughs> by a man freaking out on acid. That's true. Yeah, it's like uh, '60s Beatles or Van yeah. Dyke Parks or something like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, who knows? You also learn. This is this documentary that's coming out on Netflix. It's called like "Have a Good Trip" or something like that. But you'd never believe the celebrities. Like Rob Corddry identifies on camera as being a psychonaut. Uh, which who would have thought that Rob Corddry, a psychonaut is like what, if you're super into psychedelics and it's like a term that people use, cause like, you're like an astronaut, but you're exploring the space inside yourself. Uh, so not only has like Rob Corddry like done half a gram of shrooms at a party, but he like considers himself like a seasoned navigator of his internal consciousness. I don't know. (laughs) Never would have guessed. We've got to watch this damn documentary. What's it called? The acid people have a good have a good trip the acid people yeah uh it's called have a good trip have a good trip oh boy well john we've we've been talking for a while now we've covered hollywood we've covered uh toronto we've covered uh coronavirus i think we might uh be wrapping up here but is there anything you'd like to plug any new articles or you've been doing a radio show recently as well Oh, yeah. If there's an online radio station, Nowhere FM, I think it's NowhereFM.net. Anyways, it's just people doing uh, online radio shows. It's pretty fun, though, the stuff I've listened to. And I have a show on there. The rotation, the schedule changes every week. But, uh, yeah, I would recommend that. I have nothing to plug because I'm doing next to nothing uh, except staying indoors and playing Hearthstone on my computer. (laughs) Oh, and I was reading the new Thomas Piketty book. Uh, But about 400 pages in, I'm just like, I need to take a break from reading about slavery in Brazil or whatever. Is it uh, as exciting as his uh, previous one, Capital, in the 21st century? Capital in the 20th (laughs) Yeah, well, it goes all the way back to the 16th, 15th century. Uh, It's about twice twice the length as that one. Uh, What a freak. So, yeah, hopefully I come out of this with a deep and in-depth knowledge of economics, but Probably not, I would say. All right. Uh, well, I'll put a link to Thomas Piketty's new book and to Nowhere FM <laughs> in show notes. Uh, yeah. But thanks for joining. And uh, uh, well, th- Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to see you. Yes, yeah, great to see you, John. Thanks. That was so fun. Okay, bye. And see you, James. Bye, Mike. <laughs> Take care. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. So, you just got done listening to the new episode of this podcast, and now you're looking for another one to get into. 
I know what you're thinking. But Cody, the new podcast I want to get into is an improvised comedy with a horror theme. Well, guess what, little podcast fiend? You're barking up the right alley. Because I'm one of the hosts of Spooked, the improvised scary story podcast where it's never scary and sometimes a story. Now you're thinking... Wow, that sounds awesome, but where do I find that? Well, the same place you found this one, thesonarnetwork.com. You click on it, you listen, and get ready to get spooked.